Best Friends Finance, because when women talk about money, it's worth a million. Welcome to Best Friends Finance, where we empower women to take control of their financial future by talking about money with friends. I am Amanda Kessler, here with my co-host, Laura Ford, and it's our 41st episode. We think it's time to reintroduce ourselves really quick. Laura and I are two working moms and solopreneurs who built multi-million dollar businesses and learned that when women start talking about money, it's truly worth a million. How did we find this out? The hard way. We both made it into our 40s with our heads planted firmly in the sand regarding finances until a few key conversations with friends changed the trajectories of our financial lives. We're here with no judgment, no lectures, just a chat with best friends because conversations with friends are what turned these two former financial flunkies into savvy savers and conscientious spenders. So Laura, speaking of spending, what are we talking about today? We are talking about all things groceries and budget. I mean, that's something that we think about on a daily basis, like feeding our families and having enough income and what that looks like. But really, no one talks about how much we should be spending around groceries, how to save money on groceries. And there are so many ways that people can really pull back and save on food, groceries, and that sort of thing. We're excited about chatting about this. And I know as an empty nester, Amanda, that um, this isn't something that I give a lot of consideration to in our budget because it's just the two of us. And I never really think, gosh, that's a that's an area where I can save a lot. But after you and I have been having these conversations back and forth, like we always do about money, I'm like, there's definitely ways that I can find extra room in our budget to save on groceries. Well, I know what we both discovered since we've started being very on top of our finances and budgets and seeing our monthly spending using personal capital is that the second line item in our spending each month is food, right? It's housing, it's your mortgage or your rent, and then it's food. And that's typical for most Americans. So it is a huge part of our monthly budgets. And honestly, Laura, I have never really paid that much attention to it until the last, what, eight months? This pandemic has us all cooking and so much, feeding people. You know, I have a family of four. Everyone's eating at home, three meals a day, seven days a week, other than maybe Friday night Chipotle takeout. But it is a lot of food. And I can tell you, I look at my budget and I feel like I've spent $11 million on groceries in the past $11 million. My girls always say that. Mom, that's $11 million. That is how much we have spent on groceries. So... Honestly, friends, this for me, I was looking into this subject as an exercise in educating myself on things I could do. And then we thought this would be a great conversation. So we've done some research. We've learned some tips. We've even looked to see what Dave Ramsey, who seems to be the guru of many of our guests, says about groceries. And according to Dave Ramsey, we should be spending between 10 and 15% of our monthly take home on groceries and eating out. 10 to 15% of your take-home pay monthly on groceries and eating out. Do you think you're doing that? Absolutely not. And because I'm a money warrior, I learned that I was a money warrior on last, on our 40th episode with Heidi Carter. Warrior, not warrior. Did I say, okay, I'm sorry. No, you said it right. But just in case anybody missed that, (laughs) she's a warrior. Like she's a badass, not a warrior. I know what 10 to 15% of our take-home income is. And I can tell you right now, we're blowing, blowing past that. Is there a separate um, line item for alcohol consumption in Dave Ramsey's? (laughs) 
we, we definitely have, you know, we definitely will go out and have a couple of drinks with friends and, um, and, or have a couple of bottles with friends out on the deck or whatever that looks like. So if you take that into consideration, I mean, we're really blowing past the 10 to 15%. Well, I'm just going to look at it in the context of groceries and not eating out because, I mean, realistically, we got to we gotta just start with groceries. You know, before the pandemic, we were spending probably six to $800 a month on groceries. And I'd gotten that really down to a science. Um, and I'll explain how I did in just a minute. But what I've noticed is since the pandemic, so that was about 150 bucks a week. Since the pandemic, it's more like $250 a week. And that's not including alcohol. That's tough. And so over the last few months, I've my grocery budget monthly has been more like $1,200 versus the six to 800 it used to be. Are you noticing, because I'm definitely noticing this in Texas, that food used to be on sale or we could have, our grocery store would have, you know, buy this and get these three items for free. Nothing is on sale. And even just the other day, I was going to buy paper plates paper plates are so expensive right now. Like I will not buy paper plates. I'm like, whatever I'm going to do. I'm going to do dishes, but the prices have gone up on a lot of things, Amanda. And, and there's not the BOGO on chips or, you know, some of the bread and, you know, things like that I normally would find on sale. I'm not finding anything is on sale anymore. You know, I don't know, mainly because of my grocery shopping method, anything about sales. So I will share what I have done that has really reduced our grocery spending until the pandemic. And I, I got to get a hold of it now. But how I got to that six to $800 a month um, for a family of four previously, when I was before that just spending wildly and not really paying attention, is two things. Meal planning and Walmart grocery pickup. You guys, I know people have all sorts of different feelings about Walmart, and I spent most of my adult life like never shopping at Walmart, not knowing anything about Walmart. But in 2016, we moved to the suburbs, and there's one nearby, and I saw that they had online grocery ordering and then curbside pickup. It has been life-changing for me. So what I do with meal planning is I, I started by using a book from Cassie Joy Garcia called Cook Once, Eat All Week. That is like the best thing that ever happened to me. I can't recommend it enough. You can get it on Amazon. I need to, we need to get her on here as a guest so we can learn more about it and have her explain her methods to us. But basically you get all the, the raw ingredients for three meals and you prep everything on a Sunday. And so it'll be like one thing, like ground turkey, um, a whole bunch of red peppers and white rice. And those are your three main ingredients. And then everything else you basically have in your pantry. And after you do this for a while, you really do build up those staples so that every week you're not having to get, you know, a certain kind of oil or fish sauce or sriracha. Like you just have it because you've started cooking with it. So I go through on Sunday, I make my grocery list based on what I'm going to be making that week. I generally have to get the protein, you know, the meat, uh, the fresh produce, and then whatever else I'm missing, and then things for breakfast and lunch. And my family, you know, if I have Czech cereal, frozen waffles, and bagels and locks, everyone has something to eat for breakfast, you know, sandwiches for lunch. We do a lot of leftovers for lunch now that everybody's home. And then I just get the extra ingredients for dinner. And we get probably four meals out of these three meals I cook, well, more than that with leftovers out of these three meals I cook from this cookbook and then a couple other meals. And it's just been so simple. But the biggest thing for me is shopping online and, and using this app has been no impulse purchases. And you are the queen of talking about impulsing. 
So you can explain more about that. So for those of you who don't know, my husband and I have owned and operated a retail store for the last 20 years. So I know everything about impulse purchasing. And I've also been going in and out of stores with my husband for the last 26 years. And he's a retailer and he will tell me, I mean, I will walk by an end cap and he will say, you just got impulse, put that back. He has set me straight so many times when we shop together on being impulse and what that looks like. And he's like, it's not what you came in here for. That's not, you know, we're not buying that today. I will say that as hard as that has been for me to really wrap my brain around since I've become so money conscious about what I spend, Amanda, I still do like to go into the grocery store. I like to pick my own produce and that sort of thing. But I take a written list, not a list that I put on my phone because I find that there's too many distractions when I'm in the grocery store if I if the list is on my phone. So like I literally handwrite my grocery list and I go in and if shampoo and conditioner or deodorant or toothpaste isn't on my list, I don't buy it. Like, I don't care if I go down that aisle and I see it's, you know, on sale or something. I don't take advantage of the sale. I just stick to the items on my list. I'm really diligent about that. So that really has helped me with impulse purchasing. I don't say to myself, oh, I'm just going to grab this or anything like that. I mean, I, I kind of in my head know the meals that I'm going to make for the week, buy those items and stick to the, I literally stick to the list. When you do cook a lot and you start to acquire the sriracha and, you know, the extra spices and that sort of thing, you know, I will find that, um, you know, when I have to add salt, pepper, olive oil, you know, all of those ingredients, the extra ingredients, if you will, to my list that I end up not buying the brands that I really want, like the more organic or whatever, because I feel the money crunch. Is that silly? No, I totally get it. I mean, I just order mine from Walmart. What's their brand? I don't even know. It's great value. I just have um, a tendency to buy into the labels <laughs> and we're like, if it's, you know, I, I, cause I want to eat as clean as possible. Right. And so we know that like the organic stuff, the organic uh, meats and veggies and olive oils and all of those things. I mean, even the, even the chips that we're eating now are the CFA brand chips, you know, they're $4.99 a bag. I'm not buying four bags of those. I'm buying one bag and we have to make them last all week. So it also, what I have found too, is when I, buy more expensive groceries um, or cleaner groceries, if you will, that tend to be more expensive, we consume less because it's expensive. So that is a beautiful thing when you do not have children at home. When you do have children at home, you buy the 92 cent great value tortilla chips at Walmart because I cannot be buying a $4.99 bag of chips with my girls. Because also they each, we live on a street with like 97 little girls who come in and out of my house and in and out of my pantry. And that's how I've always wanted it to be. I want them to feel at home, but they clean me out. No, you're totally right. I mean, we're definitely bringing two totally different perspectives to the table on this because I I mean, it's not like I didn't raise two girls mm -hmm. and I had all of the goldfish. I mean, right? Like I would buy everything in bulk, all the snacks, all of that. But yes, you know, I've got a different outlook now on it, but it's also helped with, you know, we're not talking about weight today, but it's also helped with weight management, not to have that type of food in our household, just not to buy it at all, unless we were having guests. Well, what seems to be um, consistent between both of us, though, is planning ahead has been integral in saving money um, and being more intentional with our grocery spending. So 
for you, you can make a, a hard list and go in and stick to it and just go once a week. So before I started online grocery shopping, what I was doing was going like three times a week. You know, I wasn't planning my meals. So I was grabbing whatever I needed for, you know, that night and the next maybe. And I'm telling you, Laura, when I see all that stuff, when I see all the pretty cheeses and the dates and I will, suddenly I want a charcuterie plate and then here's the thing on the end cap that's so pretty, I'm a sucker. And yesterday I went and picked up my grocery order they were missing two things. They were missing carrots that I needed for a soup I'm making this week and um, lox. You guys, my husband and my oldest daughter eat New York lox bagels like they're going out of style. So if I have those, they're happy. Lox ain't cheap. So I stopped at the regular grocery store. It's October 28th. I had not been in there since the beginning of March. I did not go to Walmart. I went to like the fancy grocery store. I hadn't been in there since the beginning of March because of the pandemic and because I just online grocery shop. It's completely remodeled. It's beautiful. It's like this fabulous shopping experience. And I'm just walking around with my cart and seeing, you know, the $15 hunk of goat brie and thinking, oh, I want that. So, I mean, I am such a sucker. So I got my locks and I got my carrots. The locks are expensive. They were $19.99, but they'll last a long time. And the bag of carrots. Yet I walked out with $58 worth of groceries. That Uh is why I cannot go into a grocery store. And that, but that's what they do, right? Uh, the grocers are, that is their skill. Their skill is to set those stores up. So to entice you to want to buy and spend, they put the prettiest stuff up front. So that's not good, Amanda, that you got, <laughs> that you I got impulse on all that stuff on the pretty cheeses and stuff. It's also not, we haven't even said this yet. You really should not go into the grocery store if you're hungry. It's so bad. You can't do it. You, you literally need to like break your fast however you break your fast and then go to the store and and not be as hungry because you're tempted to think that you need two of everything Mm -hmm. or you want to make a bigger portion of something because you write like you need more volume and you really don't. Exactly. So another thing I used to get, go ahead, go ahead. Um, another thing I've been doing is planning meals. So now that I've made every single recipe in my favorite cookbook and I'm, I'm moving on to other things, now I shop in my in my freezer and in my pantry and I plan meals for the week based on what I have on hand. So for instance, if you have, you know, you find you have some frozen ground beef um, and you've got garbanzo beans, I will go in and put in, you know, a couple pound cans of garbanzo beans. I'll put in recipe or put in those and then recipe like garbanzo beans, beef and recipe. And you will find, I mean, Google will just pull up all sorts of stuff that you can make. And I'll plan three dinners based on those core ingredients. For instance, this week I had a ton of lemons because Steve and I miscommunicated. We each bought a ton of lemons. So everything I'm making this week has a lot of lemon in it, which is delicious and has a lot of vitamin C. That's so funny. Well, back to impulse buying real quick. And you can cut this out if you want to. But one thing that I used to always get impulsed on at the grocery store was the makeup aisle, like a new Mm -hmm. eyeshadow, a new uh, mascara, eyeliner, nail polish, lips. Y'all love lipstick. I used to get sucked into buying all of the lipsticks all of the time, the new glosses. And now I just completely avoid that aisle or shop online, like you said. Okay, so another thing that I know a lot of people do, and it is really smart if you can keep yourself in control, is buying your bulk items online. And you can do this without purchasing a membership to a warehouse store. So as you know, if you've been listening, I gave up my Costco membership as part of my financial independence journey because I know that every time I walk in there, I walk out $350 later and wondering what I bought. So you can get like, there are things that we use all the time, like um, 
you know, petite diced tomatoes, canned tomatoes. I buy those on Amazon and they're much less expensive. I'm not, you know, risking walking into Costco and I always have those staples on hand. I use more fresh um, ingredients as opposed to like, I can't tell you the last time I bought a canned canned tomatoes. And I'm not saying that that's bad. I'm just, it's just You're not two having of us. to make a crock no. <laughs> to feed a ton of people. I get it. Right. I'm just, yeah, exactly. So that's just all changed for us. And it's amazing how fast that changes. I will say too, Amanda, that, you know, after, you know, 20 years of planning and meal prepping and, you know, having to cook dinners every night, there is a moment when, you know, your last kid leaves and you kind of take your foot off the gas. You're like, okay, I don't have to do that anymore. And so you, you don't, you almost rebel against it. Right. So we definitely went through that period too, where we were just eating out almost every single night, just, you know, for convenience. And we didn't want to have to cook and clean up the kitchen. So, but we are obviously back to eating at home and I love eating at home and making new things and that sort of thing. I just am diligent about the list and planning and, and only buying what's on that list. I'm sure I'm going to eat cheese and crackers for like two years after my kids leave home. I totally can see that happening. Cheese, crackers, and wine. We do a lot mm-hmm. of charcuterie type stuff. We'll get a, a little thing of sausage, cheese, wine, and have and crackers. And we love that as a meal. You're right. That is a meal for us at least once a week. Absolutely. So another area where I know I can save money, <clears throat> and I've just started doing this, So if anybody else is in the same spot, I love bag lettuce. I love a bag of kale, a bag of romaine hearts, whatever that are already washed because I feel like it's saving me so much time. Honestly, pre-washed bag greens, they may not even be 100% clean. You're not really sure. And when you look at the price difference, it is so expensive. A seven ounce, so recently looked at this, a seven ounce tub of romaine leaves is $4.49, while three whole romaine hearts, which is about 12 ounces, is $2.99. So you're getting almost double the volume. You just have to wash it and chop it yourself. And kale is something I buy a lot. I use it in a lot of recipes. I've always bought bagged kales and I've bagged kale and I'm spending, you know, $4.50 to $4.99 on an organic bag of kale where you can buy just a head of kale for $2.50. Well, I, I don't cut, I don't buy any, I mean, you know, nowadays at the grocery store, you can get your bell peppers, you can get onions, you can get everything cut up for you. I never buy that because it, it is hard just to see the price. I'm like, I cannot stomach paying $6 for bell peppers that are cut up when I could get them for two fifty and chop them myself. Once you get on that lane of saving, it is hard to spend money. I won't even buy like the pre-made guacamole at the grocery store. Like it just, it's painful to spend $10 on it when I could put it all together for, you know, three or $4. And so one other thing that I've learned from Amanda Nybert, who we had on our episode about her lean program, and she really taught me a ton about meal planning, is purchasing meat. So your meat, your chicken, you know, fish, shrimp, that kind of thing on sale and throwing it in your freezer because there's always, you know, when you go to the supermarket, there's generally sales in the meat department and you may not need it right then, but you can meal plan down the road based on what's in your freezer and you're saving significant money by buying that on sale. I have not gotten good at that yet because I'm so focused on meal planning and just getting what I need in that moment and I don't go into the grocery store. But if I did, that's one thing I would do. 
So I have gotten really good at that skill. I go early in the morning and that is when everything is priced. So I feel like if you go later in the afternoon, probably any meats that have been marked down are going to be gone. But I have gotten really, really good at this. Um, And it's a lot of times it's the stuff that I really want to buy. It's the more expensive, the organic, the organic meats and chickens, even organic bacon. We love bacon at our house. I buy it anytime it's marked down 25%. I do exactly what you say. I'll buy one or two extra and throw it in the freezer. And it is so nice. The other thing Amanda that I've been doing recently, and it was because of a recipe that I wanted to make this chicken and it, it called for the split chicken breast and roasting it with the skin on it still. I never bought chicken. I can't tell I don't think I've ever bought split chicken breast with the skin still on it. I've gotten so good at that. Now that's the only kind of chicken I buy. I don't know if you've compared the price to buying like with bone in. It's significantly less. It's the only way I buy my chicken now. And I actually love the skin on the, on the chicken anyways. You know, you peel the skin back, you season the chicken, you put the skin back over it, you season the skin and it makes it really crispy and you roast it for on 500. I have adapted that across the board on every chicken recipe and only buy organic chicken with the bone in it. And it is half the price. Good to know. Okay, so you just mentioned when you shop. And that's actually something that I looked into because I've read several times recently about timing at grocery stores. Um, The simpledollar.com is a resource that I checked out that talked about knowing when to shop. Coupons and promotional offers that are found in weekly uh, circulars really aren't the only way to reduce your grocery bill. It's also knowing when to shop. And one of them is what you just said. It's shopping early or late because clearance items are usually placed out in the wee hours of the morning and can disappear in a flash. And I know you work out early, so you can stop at the grocery store early. Yeah, I hit that 6 a.m. workout, leave workout at 7 and head straight to the grocery store with my list in hand. I know exactly what I'm going to grab. And not only that, I'm in, I save so much time by going super mm-hmm. early. You know, I know that if you're getting kids off to school and that sort of thing, but I mean, the earlier you can go, the the smaller the crowd too. I mean, you're saving a ton of time, I think, by going early and you're going to benefit from any markdowns. Well, this site also says it's good to shop late, like an hour before closing. If you're a night owl and you can go after you put your kids to bed, an hour before closing is when department heads or grocers get desperate, especially in the bakery and in the produce department, drastically reducing prices on items that are set to expire. So if you know you're going to use that produce, I mean, produce is where we spend the bulk of our money, at least in my family. Um, You can score some deals. If you're shopping weekly, you can buy something that's going to expire within the next few days and probably save some cash. At the end of the day, my brain is spent. I have, <laughs> I have nothing. I have nothing left. It, it, you have to be mindful of when you're shopping, and they say Saturdays is the worst. So, yep, Saturdays absolutely the worst. Tuesdays are the worst because apparently Wednesday is when most grocers release their weekly circulars and their weekly deals. So, if you shop on a Wednesday, you have first dibs on sales sale items for that week ahead. Um, of course, I shopped yesterday, which was Tuesday. Bad idea. Um, they're saying don't shop it to, on Tuesdays because it's the end of that sale cycle and Saturdays are just the most crowded. So with that being said, just to back up your theory, I don't pay attention to necessarily what's on sale because I'm so intentional about what's on my list. So if you're going mm-hmm. to grocery shop and take benefit, you know, and benefit from the sales, see what's on sale first, then generate your list. Make sure that you're not buying something just because it's on sale. I think that's a slippery slope for people. You're, yeah. you're getting impulse. It's back to getting impulse just because it's on sale. And if that's not something that you had intended to, to cook or buy that week, don't buy it because it's on sale. 
And isn't that funny? That means you have to plan ahead and actually look at the grocery circulars. And man, those come in my mailbox all the time. And do I ever look at them? No. So then you would, if you do that, if you do, if you, if you go by that theory, looking and planning your list based on what's on sale that week, which is a great, that's a great concept, right? Because then you're really taking advantage of everything and you're saving in, in every possible place. You would start grocery shopping early mornings on Thursday. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. That would mean I'd have to go to the grocery store, Lara, and then I would buy a lip gloss and a $15 hunk of brie. Can't you place your grocery pickup time on Thursdays? I don't know if Walmart does grocery sales. They just have consistent, really low pricing. The circulars come from King Supers, which I think in every other state is Kroger. And that's the more expensive grocery store. Maybe look at your local Walmart. I know (laughs) most of my friends are like, you shop at Walmart. But I really, really have loved the convenience and the fact they're not charging me to pick up my groceries. I know I laughed at you so loud when you told me that you were doing all this Walmart grocery pickup, but I can see why. And I can, you know, you're, like you said, you're getting the low prices all the time and, and not paying for grocery pickup. Okay. So those are just some ideas that have helped us immensely. And some ideas that we got from our research. The last thing I want to mention is something that Dave Ramsey shared in one of his articles that really resonated with me, redefine dinner. So rather than dinner always looking like a big homemade meal with a nice cut of meat and steaming sides and fresh veggies from the farmer's market and all of that, he's saying cut yourself some slack and have you know breakfast for dinner night, have an omelet night, what's wrong with a BLT or egg salad or things like that. And I will admit, Laura, that one of the things that have kept me sane through this pandemic is actually preparing you know nice meals, like a nice hot meal. I'm over it at this point. So I think (laughs) eggs are cheap. I think we're going to start implementing some omelet and pancake nights and um, making dinner not look like quite such an ordeal and save some money in the meantime. That's so funny. On the random, we don't have anything or coming off of a weekend where maybe we've eaten out a couple of nights. um, And then this week we're getting ready to travel. And Jess said, what are we going to eat for dinner? And I said, well, we have eggs. So rather than me going to the grocery store and spending money, you know, and then having food that we didn't eat while we were out of town. Yeah. Our go-to is always, we always have eggs. Eggs are easy and they're, they're cheap. I mean, eggs are a cheap way to feed a family. You get a lot of bang for your buck out of eggs. I love it. Dave Ramsey says this isn't 1952 and supper doesn't have to be a big feast. I will say that something about this pandemic has kind of turned me into a 1950s housewife because I'm constantly meal planning, prepping, shopping, but I also have a business to run. We have a podcast to make. Like I am not a 1950s housewife. So I'm going to give myself a little bit of grace on this one. I totally agree. And I have found too, that I feel better when I don't eat heavy, heavy. In the evenings, I actually prefer to have like, you know, a a good hearty lunch, maybe a little snack and then something light for dinner. So smart. All right. Well, as always, talking with you, my friend, is worth a million. I've enjoyed this so much and um, I'm going to rethink some of my grocery shopping. Me too. If you enjoyed this, please be sure to share us with your friends, your moms, your sisters, your work wives, anyone who might benefit from talking about money with friends and find us on social. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best Friends Finance. Don't forget to subscribe at bestfriendsfinance.com. And Amanda, how do we feel about star ratings? Star ratings are everything for podcasters because they're how other people find us and join the conversation. So if you're enjoying this, head on over to your podcast provider and give us a star rating. We'll see you right here next week. Until next time. Bye.